In the previous episode, number 209, I showed you how to set up Devise for user authentication. And here I'm going to continue off of that episode and show you how to customize Devise and go into a bit more detail with that. I'll be working with the same application that I created in that previous episode, so I already have some authentication already in place. Now, the first thing I want to show you here is how do we restrict certain actions so that the user is required to log in or sign in in order to access them. So, for example, let's say for creating and editing and destroying projects, I want the user to be logged in in order to perform that action. To accomplish this, I need to go into my controller, in this case, the projects controller. And in here, I want to add a before filter for a method called authenticate user. And that will trigger a method that device provides to ensure that the given user is logged in, or else it'll redirect them to the login page. And then, so, I also want to add an accept clause here so that this doesn't apply to the show and index actions. So this way, users who aren't logged in will be able to just view those pages, but any other actions in this controller will require them to be logged in. Now, if I go back to my application, click New Project, well, it tells me I have to be logged in in order to access that page. So this technique works pretty well if your authorization is pretty simple and you just need to ensure that the user is logged in. But if you want anything more complex than this, you may want to check out some kind of authorization library, such as CanCan that I show in episode 192. The next thing I want to show you is how to customize the way the views look, because if you have a very custom-looking site, you probably don't want the generic sign-in form and all the other forms that are generated with Devise. You want to change the way they look in the view and the way they are structured in the HTML. Well, because Devise is an engine for Rails, it provides its own views, but you can easily override those by adding the views into your own application. Thankfully, Devise offers a nice way to generate these views for us. If you just run the Rails Generate command, since we're in a Rails 3 app, and then run Devise Views, and that will generate those views. As you can see, this copied all of the views from the Devise Rails engine, so now we can just customize them to fit our needs. So for example, here's a sign-in form that was generated, and I want to customize this to really fit the needs of our application. And one of the things is that I handle titles with the title helper method, and I showed you how to do this in the episode number 30, and I use this technique all over now. So if I have a title here, it'll automatically be entered into the title of the HTML document as well. And I can change a few more things, such as using a break tag here, and here I usually use those inside the form. And that looks pretty good for now. So now if we reload this sign-in page, you can see things look a little bit different. We have our title in the window here, and our labels are closer to the text box. I'll leave it up to you to handle changing the rest of the views because it's pretty application-specific. The next thing I want to show you is how to customize the error messages which are displayed when the user enters wrong information, such as when the user submits their email address and password incorrectly, we get an invalid email or password message. How do we change this? Well, this is handled inside of a locales file. So you can see in our locales directory here, we have a device file, and we can just change all of the messages to fit our needs. And it's nice because it's already internationalization ready, so we can add other languages by adding more files here if we want to. And so I can just change this to email address. And you can see if we just try submitting this again, our error message change here as well. Now what about validations when the user signs up for an account? How do we customize how these validations are handled? If we click sign up, you can see we get some error messages here initially. 
we try typing in a short e password, you can see we get an error message saying the minimum needs to be six characters. What if we want to change this? If you take a look inside of your initializers directory, you should see a device file in here, and this contains a lot of configuration options for changing device's behavior. And notice they're pretty well documented too. So as you can see here, we have one on password validation length, and we can just change this to whatever we want. So let's change it to four. You'll have to restart your Rails app for those changes to take effect, but once you do, you should see that that validation changed and no longer requires the password to be six characters. If we take a look inside of our user model, you can see we have our device call that we set up in the last episode. And notice in these modules listed here, one is called validatable. And this is what is handling the validations on the email and password when the user signs up. So if we want to change that behavior, we can just comment this out and handle all the validations on our own. But I think the defaults are pretty good, so you can probably get by with leaving them as is. Next, let's see how to customize the routes. So here you can see I have user slash sign up. And what if I want the sign up page to be called registration instead, or just called slash register? You may remember inside of our routes file, we have this call to devise for our users, and we can change this with a number of different parameters to customize this behavior. One of those parameters is called path names, and we can change our sign up here to be under the register name. And then you can see if we try to reload our signup page, we get a routing error because it's no longer there. It's now under register, and there we go. There are a number of other options that we can pass into this device for method to customize our routes further, but I'll leave it up to you to check the documentation on that. The last thing I want to show you here is how can we change our sign-in form and sign-in process so that it goes over a username instead of an email address for the login field. Well, it's really not that hard. The first thing we need to do is generate a username column in our database because we currently don't have one. So we can generate a migration, add username to users, and then the username column will just be a string. So we'll just run that. And then just migrate our database so that we have that column. Now because I already have a user record, I'm just going to modify that and add a username to it so that I don't have to change uh, and sign up in, as a new user. So I'll just take my first user record here, call update attribute on it, and then just set our username to whatever I want. Now this next part is the really important part, and that is to edit your device config file and change this authentication keys line. We can just comment this here and set this to username instead of the email address. And this way, when we log in, it will use the username attribute on our user model as the authentication key. And then finally, of course, we'll need to change our sign-in form so that we go by username instead of the email address. Now you'll likely also want to add this to the sign-up form and add some validations to the user model to handle the username attribute, but I'll leave that up to you. And don't forget to restart your Rails app because you edited the config file. But now when we go to sign in, hey, look at that. We are now using our username instead of our email address for signing in here. We can change this up so that uh, we enter in our proper credentials. And now we've successfully signed in through a username instead of an email. Well, that's it for this episode on customizing device. As you can see, it's a pretty nice solution with some nice defaults to get you up and running quickly, but it allows a lot of flexibility in customizing just the things that you need to get the authentication just the way you want it. So I encourage you to check out device.